Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Cafe Chocolat in downtown DC. I had no experience when I started four years ago. And if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a very important topic, and I think this topic deserves more than just one episode, uh, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it in uh, the future as well. And this is understanding what makes a great barista. Baristas will make or break your shop, right? If you have somebody who's good at the bar, um, you're going to do amazing work, uh, and and it's it it helps maintain the quality of your store and it also puts you in a position to succeed um, and if obviously you don't have the right barista behind the bar you're going to struggle uh, i'm sure there are tons of websites i'm sure there are tons of resources on what makes a great barista and and how to find them um, and how to train them uh, what i'm going to talk about here today is specifically at the shop after going through at least 50 baristas, uh, we had, uh, you know, I created a system to learn how to find the right baristas and train the right baristas. Um, so that's what I'm going to talk about. There were only three things that I looked for in a barista. Uh, the first and the foremost is personality. Uh, the second one is skill, meaning understanding not just how to make the drinks, but also understanding how to calibrate the machine and why you calibrate the machine. Uh, and the third is workflow, understanding, having a, an understanding of the game. You know, like if you're in a football game, having an understanding what role everybody plays and who's going to do what and which direction the, the game is going to flow, right? So same thing with a coffee shop. You will have a line out the door and you have to make a decision. How do you want to keep orders coming out so people don't get frustrated but without losing the quality? And that's where workflow comes in. So let's start with the first one, personality. I mean, this is, you know, if you've worked in in any type of service industry or retail job, a smile does wonders, right? So having the right attitude towards customer service, it's fantastic. But you cannot have the right attitude towards customer service and you cannot be great at customer services. Your personality is not there. Um, and I've gone through this with my baristas, you know, the ones that I had the shop, that maybe didn't have the skills, maybe weren't that great at workflow, but had an amazing personality, they kept my customers coming back. And my customers knew that if I made the drink or if one of my top baristas made the drink, they would get better stuff. Nope. They kept asking for the barista that they liked having a conversation with to make their drink, even though they knew it wasn't as good as, you know, uh, some of the other drinks that other people made. It didn't matter because at the end of the day, they, to, to them, the conversations that they had with the, 
their favorite baristas were more important than the product or the shop or or you know anything that we had around there right so so it's really really important to find people that have amazing personality uh that um that are great at conversation that have an amazing smile and are always you know just happy to be there um and and they don't take their works their their home stuff don't bring it at work or have a good understanding of how to keep things separated right uh and it's not always going to be the case i mean everybody's got their own up days and down days but generally speaking you know people with with a really good happy attitude are just going to brighten up your store so it's really important when you're interviewing people you know, just ask them about what they do on their free time, you know, ask them what their life is like outside of work or outside of school or, or something that preoccupies mostly their day, right? What is it that they do for fun? And it's, it's, it's amazing because what you will figure out is that people that are engaged in other things that have hobbies that have things like that, just generally, they're, they're, they're more positive about everything else. And that positivity just it radiates it radiates at the shop it radiates with your uh customers and and it's it's great to have those people around because anything else like skill and workflow generally can be taught but personality and attitude cannot um and you have to pay attention to that i i have a situation for example where i had one guy who was amazing at at, at the drinks but man every day at the shop, it was like, it just seemed like this dude was having the worst day of his life. And it, and people picked up on it, you know, customers would pick up on it because even the way the question was asked, you know, Hey, what are you getting today? There was no energy there and there was no, no desire there. Um, and, and if I'm a customer, right. And I'm coming in, I'm getting this kind of like, just, just, bad attitude of somebody just who feels like it doesn't need to be there well you know what that probably that's probably a cue for me not to be there either i mean we all have hard days right like from a customer perspective and and a lot of us go to a coffee shop because we want a good experience we want to i don't know we just came out of a bad meeting we want a little bit of a pick me up and the face that you see behind the counter doesn't really looks like they don't want to be there well that's a cue for you not to get there not to be there anymore you know so, so it's very important to, to make sure that you find somebody who's got the right personality, uh, because even if they have the right skills, even if they're at a managerial level, it's going to be a drag being there and just trying to get these people to, you know, to, to smile or to, uh, just to overall, just, just, you know, have a better attitude about being there and about working there. Um, it will drag everything down. It'll drag you down as well so um uh personality is 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 number one in terms of importance to me especially when i um, interviewed Uh, second is skill now skill at my shop i never hired anybody with zero experience right i needed somebody who at least has been around the shop i didn't they didn't have to be the best barista wherever they work but but at least they they needed to know the basics, right? They needed to know how the machine works. They just generally how to make a coffee, right? Uh, they needed to understand the recipes on the various drinks that people ask, uh, specifically the generic ones that people ask for all the time, right? Um, 
so that's that that part of the skill is really important but skill can be taught um, you know and and it's important for you as the manager if you're going to be the one that's hands-on at the shop you have to be able to gain those skills yourself uh, not because at times you're going to have to be behind the bar yourself and you have to know what you're doing. Uh, but because at the same time, you have to maintain a high quality of product as well. And if you don't know how to make a high quality product, then how are you going to expect other people to do it? Right. Um, and then how are you going to judge what's a good quality product or not? So it's really important. I, I know that I'd mentioned in, in a previous episode that I, you know, when, when we got the coffee machine, I would lock myself in, you know, eight to 12 hours a day um, at the shop before we even open the doors by myself and just trying to learn what is it, how it works and what is it I'm doing and why is it uh, and, and why am I doing what I'm doing, right? And I would bring in people that, you know, were much better at, than me and have them kind of just show me a couple of things and have them judge my drinks uh, because at the end of the day, I always felt like, like I needed to be the one to set the standard. Uh, and and that also helps you because once you've gone through it yourself, now you can train everybody to the standards that you want. Um, and you want to make sure that you don't have to be the best barista at the shop. But if you can be near the top, that's where exactly where you want to be. Um, because you'll also get the respect of your baristas. They will look at you and they will trust when you're around that anything happens, you can jump in and and kickstart the place or, or whatever the situation is, right? Or fill in for somebody and they know that it's going to be, you know, things are going to, to go okay. Um, skills can be taught. Uh, there are, and, and when you're working, right, when you're working with your supplier, uh, your coffee supplier, just make sure you hire a supplier that, or you bring a supplier in that understands, you know, that has the support mechanisms in place uh, for you to be able to train yourself and train your employees. Uh, I've always, I used my uh, La Colombe and Travis, who was in uh, the previous episodes and like five or six previous episodes earlier, was my my coffee guy and Travis also was my trainer. He would come in and he would show people, this is how you do it. This is how you froth. This is how uh, you temper. This is what the grind size should be. Uh, and people need to understand, especially with calibrating the machine, because that's exactly what makes the quality of coffee. Uh, so for me, it was really important when I looked at skills, the first question that I asked in the interview is, do you know how to calibrate this machine? Have you ever worked in a machine like this and do you know how to calibrate it? Because the way it works, especially with the, with grinders, uh, if you're using it too often or, or, you know, not often enough, that changes the size of the grind because it's two plates just rubbing against each other, right? And, and it's just physics, you know, with more heat, they get closer. So your grind is going to be much finer. And if it's much finer and you're not calibrating the machine, kind of taking that into consideration, well, that's, that's going to change the taste of your coffee. And it's, you, know, you could either make it way too sour, you know, undrinkable, right? Or you could make it way too bitter and I drinkable at the same time. So you have to, you have to be at a, at a, at a nice medium and you kind of have to understand that medium as well. Um, but that takes skill. 
to be able to 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 calibrate your machine takes skill. I required my staff to be able to calibrate the machine with two tries, meaning like you get it the first time wrong, the second time it had to be right. But there's no there's 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 really no manual for you to be able to calibrate the machine. You know, I mean, there's there's steps on how to do it. But ultimately, when you get the final product, when you get the final grind size, it all comes down to taste. It all comes down from doing it so often. You know, there's a little bit of art there uh, and understanding it. And, and at my shop, we could even just kind of rub the grind, uh, you know, on our fingers. And we kind of felt like mm, a little, it's a little bit too light or, or too, uh, too coarse or too fine. Right. So you but but that only comes with doing it so often. Right. With doing it all the time and trying it and doing it all the time. And you get this muscle memory that happens because a lot of the stuff that you do when you're a good barista. Right. And it it comes with time. You don't just walk in, learn how to make a coffee a couple of times. And all of a sudden you're 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 a really good barista. And what I would do at the shop, I literally every time I hired somebody new, it didn't matter to me if they had experience or not. The first thing I would ask them is, do you know anything about over-extraction or under-extraction? And if they did, you know, I would have them explain it to me. Or if they said they did, I would have them explain it to me. And if they didn't, I would literally draw it out. I would draw portafilters out and just literally do um, chicken scratch, but at least so they could get uh, an understanding of what happens with the water and what happens with the grind size and what's called under extracted, what's called over extracted and what from a flavor profile to look for when coffee was under extracted or coffee was over extracted, right? So just by tasting it, they could be like, okay, I think this is under extracted or by looking at it or, you know, just, just either taste their visual cues for them to understand how to get the right coffee, how to get the right perfect espresso, which is uh, espresso, which is exactly what uh, was the most important thing to me at the shop to get the espresso right. So skill is absolutely important uh, because that's what really makes a great barista and even understanding frothing and you could hear it, you know, um, because frothing makes the difference whether you're getting a lot or whether you're getting a cappuccino, right? Um, and people have, especially when you were into like, uh, when you have a kind of like a high end coffee shop, a lot of the people that come in are very discerning when it comes to quality. So they also know more about what is it that they like? And if they come to you and say, hey, you know, I want a dry cappuccino. Well, you have to know how to froth the milk so that you can give that person a dry cappuccino or if they want it wet or or just, just some of the keywords that they have, right? Um, and And each one of them, each one of these has a lot to do with how you froth, how you, you know, how you froth your, uh, your milk. Uh, and that also takes skill because milk is really expensive and you don't realize it because it's, you know, a gallon of milk is, is a dollar fifty and you go, who cares? It's just a gallon of milk. But when you're going through, you know, 15, 20 gallons of milk um, every day, it adds up. I mean, we we did some math in terms of how much milk um, our baristas were kind of uh, pouring down the drain because some of them just didn't really froth the right way and didn't really measure the right way. And it ended up being like close to $2,500 a year. So like $2,500 a year that could have gone into the shop or could have gone into your pocket was going down the drain 
Why? Because people didn't know how to froth or, or just didn't care or, or just didn't understand the skill. Um, or weren't taking that time. So, so skill is, is really, really important. Um, last but not least is workflow. So, um, I think I explained it earlier, but workflow is, is think of it when you're in, uh, in a football game, right? You're in the middle of the game and, and you, you have to understand everybody's roles, right? You have to understand what the game plan is and you have to understand what's happening. Uh, at the shop, there were times when we had, you know, 30 people in line, uh, waiting for drinks. And every time, usually like around 2 PM, people would come in crowds. It was just kind of like, Hey, let's take a break team and let's go get a coffee down uh, at Cafe Chocolat. And the door would open and there'd be like 50 people, 15 people walk in and there would be five more people after them. And there would be another group of three and there would be, you know, and we had names for each one of these groups. We're like, all right, Cortado crew just came in because they were regulars. Like these teams were just regular groups of people. And we knew exactly when they were coming in. Um, Sometimes you you have a huge line. You have 30 people kind of waiting for orders. Now, they don't have all day, right? So you have to knock out those drinks as soon as possible. So what we would do is literally line up 30 cups there. Um, and when you're working, when it, so when, when I talk about workflow, is having an understanding of not just what each drink is, but what are you going to start working on first so that you can make best use of the time? Because there are some drinks that are very easy to knock out in 25 seconds, right? An espresso shot, it takes 25 seconds to pull. It takes another five seconds for you to literally get the cup and and set it up, right? Proper setting. So like, you know, in about 30 to 45 seconds, you're knocking an espresso out. So what you want to do is you want to get these stuff out first. Like you don't want to wait on a, on a latte and have espressos waiting on a latte, which takes longer because you have to pull the shot and you have to froth the milk and, and, and this and that, or like a hot chocolate that took forever, right? So you want to make sure you knock out some of the easy ones first, even though they're not the first in line, they could be number five, number seven, and number 15. But at least what you're doing is you're getting some people happy while they're other and, and keeping them happy and, and they're talking to their friends while you're slowly knocking out all of these other drinks, right? So for workflow was very important. And uh, we spend a lot of time at the shop just kind of really talking about workflow and figuring out, okay, guys, like if you have, you know, two lattes, uh, uh, a cappuccino, like three cortados and whatever else coming, like what, what goes first? How are we going to do this? Um, our hot chocolate was very hands-on, you know, and it, it had uh, a very complicated process in the sense that you had to do several steps to just get one cup of hot chocolate out. Uh, and we spent time kind of figuring out how do we cut some of these things that we have to do, some of these steps, or how do we group them all together so that while somebody's working on on whatever, the three lattes and the two cappuccinos, like if a group came in or the three lattes, two cappuccinos and a hot chocolate... How do we knock this out in the shortest amount possible, but not sacrificing quality, right? So which one do you work on first? Which one do you work on second? And which ones can you combine that you can do at one time uh, so that you can knock 
the whole group out in a very short amount of time. Uh, there, I, I know that La Colombe actually had a good training manual, uh, and specifically on talking about workflow. And I think you can find that online. If you go online and you just type like La Colombe Coffee Roasters Training Guide, I'm sure probably somebody has put put it up online. Uh, and just look at the the few pages that are about workflow uh, and how to make sure that you're focusing on things that are easy first, like get the easy ones out first that you can do quick. Uh, and while you're doing that, then work on the long ones on top of that as a layer, right? So so that's uh, workflow was really important. And having a barista that understood workflow was very important because they also were able to manage the team. They were also able to, you know, if, if the new uh, people just didn't really know what to do first, they'd be like, all right, guys, you know, chill out. I need this, this, this. I need these two drinks out first. So why don't you do the plate setting for these while I'm knocking these two out? And, uh, you know, you, you become kind of like a, a ship captain at, at that point, right? If you understand workflow. So that's that's very important as well. Um, ultimately, the list that I'm providing right now is really a very reducted list with like the top three things. Uh, that I looked for in baristas. I'm sure there are a lot of other things uh, that people have pointed out. So do some research. But for me, without having to do any research, just focusing on personality, on skill, and on workflow and understanding workflow, those are the three things that I looked for when I interviewed. And that's why my interview process was set up in such a way where I only spent like five minutes you don't need much. You just need literally like five minutes to talk to somebody to get not necessarily like 100% understanding what their personality is like, but you'll be pretty close, right? Uh, in understanding, you know, what they're all about and whether you'll gel or not from a personality standpoint with the shop, right? And then the second one, the skill, that was also part of the interview. And I've talked about this before where, you know, after I talked to a person for five minutes, I had them go back behind the bar and just pull out a couple of shots. Um, and then if I liked them and I felt like, okay, they kind of know their way around the bar, then I would keep them for a couple of hours if they had nothing else to do. Or if they had time, I'd be like, hey, do you want to hang out with us for a couple of hours? I mean, you'll be paid and and you'll give them a chance to learn us to know us and give us a chance to know them uh, and finally the workflow part a lot of them especially if they come from uh, some good shops already have some of that workflow down and if they don't that's what you start working on like guys today we're going to do workflow and that's that comes all the time you just have to do that all the time um, i'm not saying that we were the best at it but um but it was very important, and whenever we had a chance to do it, we we worked on uh, workflow because it kept the lines going. So uh, with that, I'm going to um, end it um, on this episode, and we'll reach back on future episodes. Well, here we are at the end of this episode. I've had a lot of fun. 
keep an eye out for future episodes. We'll be bringing in uh, some people with some deep knowledge in various areas of running and owning a coffee shop or a coffee business. Um, so we'll give you guys chances to ask questions um, or even get live on one of our episodes as well. So until then, have a good rest of the day.